this month has been on renewing our prayer life. Say that with me, renewing my prayer life. I want you to make it personal. Say it again, renewing my prayer life. And today we're going to close out our prayer series with energizing your prayer life. Say that with me, I must energize my prayer life. <clears throat> James, the fifth chapter, uh, verse 13, is where we're going to um, start. James, the fifth chapter. Can I get my water? Not be too long. Normally I don't drink water, but today y'all done worked me already, so. James, the fifth chapter, there it is, verse 13, and then we're going to look at Philippians 4 and Ephesians 6. So I understand that I must have a bonafide prayer life and that God communes and communicate with me through prayer. I understand this much that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I talk to God through my spirit. My flesh responds to my spirit by uttering the words out that are coming from my spirit. But before I get started talking about that, let's look at some stats on prayer. A Newsweek poll several years ago uh, uh, titled, Is God Listening? Indicated that 54% of those that uh, the magazine uh, surveyed prayed on uh, a daily basis. They said 25% uh, they prayed to God once a day and 29% more than once a day. 87% believe that God answers their prayers at least some of the time. And even so, unanswered prayer did not d deter them from praying. 85% insisted they could accept God's failure to grant their prayers. Only 13% declared that they have lost faith because their prayers went unanswered. 82% don't turn away from God even when their prayers go unanswered. 54% say that, they, that when God doesn't answer their prayers, it means it wasn't God's will to answer. So the things people pray for include health, safety, jobs, and even success, valid or not. These are the things, ladies and gentlemen, that people pray for. Now, 82% said that they ask for health or success for a child or a family member when they pray. 82% believe that God does not play favorite in answering prayers. Yeah, that's true, because when you're playing basketball or football, everybody praying. 79% say God answer prayer for healing someone with an incurable disease. 75% ask for strength to overcome personal weaknesses. 73% answer that prayers 
for answer, that prayers for help in finding a job are answered. And on the lighter side, 51% agree that God doesn't answer prayer to win sporting events. 36% never prayed for financial or career success. And so gathered polls are a collection of opinions, and we know opinions are all over the place on any given subject. Is that right? And so clearly from reading Newsweek poll, their statistics on prayer, we can see that most people, prayer life is all over the place. So most people, prayer life, religious activities or relationship with God are based upon their mothers, their father, or some other individual who may have taught them or poured into them into their life and maybe even un, uh, unintentionally misled uh, them in the forming of what they think their prayer can do and accomplish. So here's my question for everybody here. We done praised and danced and so we're going to move along through this. What do you think your prayer and your prayer life is capable of? That's the question. It should be up on the screen right now. All right. So what do you think your prayer and your prayer life is capable of? Most importantly, what does the Bible say your prayer and your prayer life is capable of? James, the fifth chapter. Y'all there? You should be there now. That's the one I wanted you to be, all right? James, the fifth chapter, verse 13. Listen closely. Is anyone among you suffering? The King James says afflicted, Right? If you're suffering, if you're afflicted, look what the Bible says, let him pray. See, sometimes we want to call and, and, and get on folk nerve and call everybody when we feel we're afflicted, when we're suffering. Oh, you know what I'm going through. Oh, I'm just going through and I just need you. No, the Bible didn't tell you to call everybody and invite them in. He said, let him pray. See, you just learned something right there. Let him pray. Is any uh, anyone cheerful or merry in the in the King James? Let him sing psalms. If you're happy, if you're merry, if you are cheerful, you should be singing. You should have a a, a, a joyful demeanor. When you look at people, they say, "Oh, I'm happy. I'm cheerful." I'm doing good. Well, you sure don't look like you've been singing on songs. So the Bible says if you're cheerful, you should be singing songs. You come into this sanctuary, and if you're cheerful, you should sing along with the song. I don't know the song. They got the words up there. If you don't know the song, hum along. Clap your hand. Smile like you know what they're saying. You'll get it after a while. Because you're a married person. You see what he says? You, that should be a reaction to what your condition is. If I'm afflicted, I need to be praying. I'm suffering. I need, but if I am joyful, jovial, jubial, I need to be singing songs. And so, if you have a need, pray. Don't pray small prayers. 
pray bold prayers with high expectations. That's how I'm going to pray. That's how you ought to pray from here on out. You pray bold prayers with high expectations. Say that with me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray bold prayers with high expectations. Not, Lord, you know, if you feel like it. Mm -mm, that's not how we're praying. And if you don't have a need, then sing a song of thanksgiving and praise. James 5 and 14. Look what it says. If anyone among you sick now, here it is. If you're sick now, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, how many times have we all come to church with a pressing need and say nothing? Not even a request for an unspoken need was uttered. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So ask. So the scripture also advises us to not let just anyone pray for you, but to go to the elders of the church. Get the prayer warriors who will get in the trenches with you and not watch from the sideline. Get those who have faith and are believers in the power of prayer. Get somebody that you know, that you know, that you know, that can get a prayer through when you really need prayer. Because you know if you were going to get somebody to drive you to a destination, you wouldn't hire somebody with some inexperience, would you? You would want somebody with great experience who know the route and, and knew how to do what you were asking and would get you there safely to your destination, right? You know how that traffic is going to Atlanta. If I'm going to have somebody to drive me, I need them to know the layout because they may uh, be an accident on I-75 and I need to get to the airport. But if they don't know what to do, you're going to be stuck in traffic. You're going to miss your flight. Amen? So what happens when you follow God's direction? That's the next question. James 5 and 15 says, and the prayer of faith, look at this, will what? Save the sick. And the Lord will what? Raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be what? Forgiven. Y'all see this? Look at verse 16. It says, confess your transgressions passes to one another don't talk about one another confess it to each other and pray for one another we don't want to do that that you may be what healed then he goes on to say the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much so to pray fervent prayers I mean believe uh, it means to believe to pray unrelenting prayers. That's what it's talking about. Until the hand of God moves. Until the answer comes down. Until the doctor says, I can't believe it. It's a miracle. And to accomplish this, believing anything less than God's best is unacceptable. Get this. Doubt is not an option. Say that with me, doubt is not an option. No, ma'am, no, sir, we're going to believe God. I might not can believe myself. I might not even really know what I'm talking but I still believe God. I may not see it with the naked eye, with the natural eye, but I still believe God. May have witnessed a miracle in a long time, but I still believe God. 
Look what Philippians 4 and 6 says. Uh-huh, I'm feeling pretty good now, and I'm going on. It says, be careful for nothing. Oh, I like this scripture. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, y'all see this? By prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving, let what? Your request be made known to who? I don't know who you're praying to, but I'm praying to God. Don't be getting mad with me because I'm getting my prayers answered. I didn't pray to you. I didn't pray to nobody else. I prayed to God. <laughs> and look what it says. And the peace of God, which, which passes all understanding, you don't even understand it, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Look what the Living Bible says. It says, don't worry about anything. This is what the Living Bible says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Y'all like that? Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his. They told me a long time ago, if you be more thankful, people don't mind helping you. It's when somebody give you something, you don't say thank you. You, you remember the next time I give you something, you don't, you're not thankful for that. God, the same way, if you just be thankful, God will be ready to answer your next request. Let me see what I'm working with. Do I have any thankful people in here? Are you thankful that he woke you up this morning? Are you thankful that you opened your eyes this morning? Are you thankful that he gave you blood running warm in your veins? Are you thankful that you got the activity of your limbs? Are you thankful that God made the devil behave? He didn't take you out of here. Are you thankful that you live on to see another day? Somebody holler back at me and say, I'm thankful. Look what he says here in verse 7 in the, um, in the living Bible. Said, and if you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. So God says, when you do this, I will give you peace. I will give you rest. So God knows how hard circumstances are and seem to be. And that's why the word instructs us to do and follow God's instruction often and how often you may be wondering. Here it is, Ephesians 6 and 18. And the New King James says, all the time. Say it with me, all the time. This verse says, praying always, this is verse 18, praying always in Ephesians 6 and 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So this is to acknowledge God in all your ways. John Wesley was known to have said, God does nothing in this world but from response to prayer. Now, having the ability to pray is an amazing gift to us. Prayer is both uh, a privilege and a responsibility. Your prayers or our prayers bring about change in this world to our needs and to our family needs and all of our situation. It is critical. It is detrimental to us to pray. I'm telling you, it's crucial that we pray. I want you to think about this. To go places in this world and do the things that you want to do require identification. And so to vote, uh, you have to show your uh, voter's ID card, uh, some form of identification. And if you get pulled over driving a car, you better have your driver's license. 
And so the world wants to see your identification and proof of who you say you are. It's your key to proving who you are and obtaining what you want. And spiritually speaking, it's the same way. If you have trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, Lord and Savior, you have an identity. You have been adopted into the royal family of God and you have been given the identity of a son or daughter of the most high God. And your identity gives you undeniable access 24 hours a day to the throne room of God. And no one can revoke or take away this privilege. It was designed by God through and guaranteed by your relationship with Jesus Christ his son to be enjoyed forever. I thank God that I have undeniable access to God. I can go to him three in the morning, four in the morning, two in the morning. I can go to him late at, late at night, early in the morning, in the midday. I have undeniable access. All I got to do is flash my identity. What's my identity? It is Jesus the Christ. It is the blood that's covering my life. Can you say amen? Don't let us have to flip out our ID card up in here. And so you don't have to worry about getting advice secondhandedly from someone else or someone who is unqualified with limited knowledge. Uh, you have been given access to the counsel of Jesus, God's gift of grace to the world through the power of the Holy Spirit of God that lives in you and makes his residence in the you. And you have the authority. Look at someone and say, you have the authority. Tell, tell them, say, I have the authority. You have been given authority over what you might ask. Say, what is it that I've been given authority? I'm glad you asked. Uh-huh. Luke, come here and tell us. Luke 10 and 19. Look what he said. Behold, I have given you the authority. I have given you the power to trample over serpents and over scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we have been given authority over what? All the power of the enemy. And far too many Christians act like they're in the minority. It's time that we realize that what we truly have been given. And God has been given us authority. And so we have been given authority over the power of the enemy. That means that there is nothing that the accuser can do to us or throw at us. That we, my God, that we do not have the authority to come against and over. I don't care what the devil is throwing at you. You got authority over it. I'm here to tell you that my God, that my God, that enemy will come in. But like a flood, God will raise up a standard. Are y'all hearing me up in here? I don't care what the enemy has done or said to you in your life. Great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got royal blood flowing through your vein. You got God on your side. You got the power of the Holy Ghost working in you for you around you and about you so you don't have to fear anything well we don't know what and how the accuser have been working in my life and it doesn't even matter so if you are willing to receive, believe, and release and realize what God has given you there is nothing that can come against you unless you let it 
Far too long many Christians have let what I call the shun's rule and reign in their life. See, depression and oppression and demoralization and, and a host of other negative and nasty tricks the accuser continued to hurdle on a day-to-day -day basis at the world. And, and all those things are uh, by the accusers designed to shun us from the word. The light and the power of God has both promised us and given to us guaranteed by the cross. But I'm here to tell you that God has given us the power that we have been given by none other than God himself that allow us to rid ourselves of these unwanted demons and spirit the only spirit that should be allowed in our lives is the Holy Spirit of God can you say amen and now if you don't think what I'm telling you is true, imagine this. It's like being in an old house without air conditioning. You open up a window to let the fresh air in. But there's a rip or a little hole in the screen. And at first maybe one or two flies may come in and that's no big deal. But then there starts to multiply and maybe some other insects discover their way into the house. And it begins to hold, get hot outside and you open another window only to discover that it also has a worn out screen but you think you have to open the window because you can't stand the heat and the drama caused by the heat and before you know it my God you have uh, an uncontrollable infestation in your house with no uh, foreseen solution and you begin to think you'll just, uh, you just have to learn to live with it and you get used to do it to it and to the point that you become an extension of the infestation spreading what you experiencing on a daily basis but with your family your friends and your world and that's how it is with the accuser yes 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 that's why there are so many depressed people in the world that's why there's so much oppression in the world that's why there's so much doom and gloom in the world that's why someone who offers hope uh, in a positive message is so quickly dismissed because falsely accused are made out to be unreliable in what their positive testimony message offers but God has given us power over all the enemies it's high time that we start to, to act like it and realize it and proclaim it and walk in it and live it. We have been given a position in God's kingdom. Would you say that with me? I have been given a position in God's kingdom. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ephesians 1 and 19. I'm getting a little excited here now. I said, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is that same might power that raised Christ from the uh, mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heaven. Verse 21, far, far above any other king or ruler or dictator or leader. Yes, his honor is far more glorious than that of anyone else ever in, either in the world or in the world to come. Understand and realize that God's power has been given to you you to help you the same power that raised Christ from the dead has been given to you you ma'am let me tell you some man ma'am girl boys sister you are somebody sitting up in here God has given you power 
power over all the powers of the enemy and you have sell, sold yourself short. You begin to act like you don't have what God has given you. Even though you're human, God has put something down inside of you that's greater than the world, that's greater than what the devil can do. You are a marvelous in his eyes. Woo! Look down your road and tell everybody, I am somebody. I need you to start believing that and receiving it. And as soon as you believe that and receive that, your life is going to turn for the better. As soon as you believe that, don't believe what the world tell you, that you ain't nobody. You done failed in everything. I don't care what you think I failed in. I wasn't failing. I was learning. You either winning or you learning. I learned from all that mess that I was in before. I learned what to do and what not to do. I learned that if I turn this way, then the devil will hit me that way. But if I turn the other way, God is right there helping me. So I've learned from my past. I've learned from my yesteryears. I've learned from my yesterday. I have learned from people that have been in my life. I'm telling you that God has given me a new attitude and a new lease on life. I got a new place in God. So we have been raised with Christ. And we have a position with Christ in the heavenlies and we have been raised up so that in the ages to come he might show his exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus and so friends that was written a thousands of years ago and we are living right now in the ages to come and as long as we're alive God promises to show us his grace and so we have been given a prominent position that it's time to realize what we truly have been given. And we have an inheritance. We have heritage. Uh, we have an inheritance. We are a son or a daughter of the most high God. And the word says we are seated with Christ in where? Heavenly places, which means far above all the circumstances and situations that we go through. And so when we bombard and we feel like we're lost in a circumstance or a situation, we need to realize that God has already made a way of escape from that circumstance or situation. I don't care what you're going through uh, sitting up in here right now this morning, but God has already made a way uh, for that situation to turn around in your favor. Now, you might have came in here a little low, uh-huh, yeah, feeling like you in lowly bar but God came to came to lift you up I'm telling you right now you can talk your way down but by the time you leave out of a service like this you don't talk your way up because I am somebody he done already made a way of an escape he done already turned that thing around for you you just don't know it but by the time you walk out of here you're gonna walk right into your answer you don't know it yet but by the time you walk out of here you're gonna walk right into your breakthrough you don't know it yet but God done already set the stage he done already set things up for you to have a victory party you don't know it yet but my God by the time you leave out of here you're going to be stronger than you ever been before they thought you were weak but God gave you a standing eight count because you got knocked down but I'm telling you I'm getting strength by the day where am I on my scripture here let me go on here because I got to close this thing on out. Oh, yeah, I'm ready now, coach. Put me in. So let me close with this.
some years ago in the great state of Minnesota, the granary of the West, there came a scourge of uh, grasshoppers that threatened to destroy the whole wheat crop. And so the governor, who was a very devout Christian, called upon the people to observe a day of fasting, humiliation, humble themselves and pray for the removal of the plague. Listen to this. And so secular, uh, uh, secular papers launched this action to scourge and derive the idea of an appeal to God. And spring came and the wheat appeared and the grasshoppers with it. And then the secular press said, what is the result of your day of prayer? They just scoffing and mocking and picking and can all out. But after a little while, as the grasshoppers grew, there came, my God, parasites that's not merely made uh, the grasshoppers impotent to destroy the wheat, but also impotent to uh, uh, propagate or re reproduce itself. And so, and from that day, there has, has been no scourge of grasshoppers in the state of Minnesota. You don't know God will cause something to come your way to eat your problem up. He'll cause a parasite to come and eat your problem. You think your problem big? He'll cause something else to come that way and eat that thing up and you won't have no more problems. Are y'all hearing me up in here? And so whatever the situation is or whomever the person is that you've been praying for the day, uh -huh, God would have me to tell you that nothing is too hard for him and nothing is impossible for him. And who believes in God of all things are possible. Can you say amen? Yes, yes, yes. God has moved us to a prominent place in God. We have a prominent place. We have a position in the kingdom of God. Say that with me. I have a position in the kingdom of God. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have a position in the kingdom of God. And God has prepared us for us to be in a place where we can be a testimony before the world. And where people see how we go through our tests. Where people see how we go through our trial. Where people see how we're in it just like they're in it. But they, we're, they, we're not beefing and crying like they're crying. But we're giving God the praise right in the midst of our storm. Why? Because we've been praying and God been energized our prayer life can you say amen how many energizers we got in here I'm telling you I'm about like that energizer bunny I'm not going to stop I'm going to keep on going and going and going can you say amen is there anybody here that's ready to keep on going and going and going it's time to energize your prayer life it's time to vitalize your prayer life it's time to invigorate your prayer life it's time to dynamize your prayer life it's time to galvanize your prayer life it's time to stimulate your prayer life it's time to activate your prayer life can you say amen I don't know how many y'all saw the series and my wife and I we always watch uh-huh the Steve Harvey on late night when they go on a, a, a family feud can you say amen but there was one lady that was there and my god they was trying to win the $20,000 and she Steve called up that she came up there all energized and hyper and all ready to go she said wait one minute Steve my God she got into her little you know her guy got into her little regimen and she said Holy Spirit act 
activate, activate, activate. Holy Spirit, activate, activate, activate. Then she said, Steve, I'm ready now. Do you know that that girl won those $20,000? And she became famous from just that little bit of time that she had on television. Holy Spirit, activate. Now, some of you all need the Holy Spirit to activate on your behalf. Can you say amen? You got to activate your prayer life first. She wasn't ashamed to get on national television and activate her prayer life. Somebody said, well, what if she, it wouldn't have happened? What if she didn't win? It don't matter because if it didn't happen then, she had enough faith that God was going to do it some other way. Can you say amen? Look at somebody and tell them, say, if he don't do it now, he'll do it some time other. Can you say amen? If he don't do it today, then you got him tomorrow coming. If he don't do it tomorrow, then you got next week coming. And if you don't do it next week, you got next month coming. Whenever the Lord get ready to do it, all you got to do is activate your faith. Get somebody F5 and say, I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to energize my faith. Can you say amen? It's time now to in spirit and live up and animate and perk up and stir up and fire up. In other words, energize. Fire up your faith. Move your prayer life to action. It's time to pep up and buck up and in living your prayer life. Can you say amen? I'm not going to stay where I am. I might start off with baby prayers. I might start off with one minute, 60 seconds of prayer. But nevertheless, I'm praying. Don't you laugh at my baby prayer. Because if I keep on praying, it's going to turn into two minutes. And if I keep on praying, before I know anything, it'll turn into five minutes. I'm going to energize my prayer. Because I'm not praying to you anyway. I'm praying to God. I don't care if I make mistakes praying. If I say the wrong words. God knows my heart. Can you say amen? Don't let the devil. Don't let the devil discourage you from praying. Because the devil said, look at that. You don't know how to pray anyway. You don't know the words of prayer anyhow. But it not it don't not do not matter if I got a relationship with God and I keep on praying I'm gonna get mature in my praying I'm gonna get better in my praying I'm gonna grow in my praying can you say amen let me talk to my brother don't you be afraid because your wife been saved three years and five years before you don't you be afraid to pray because God wants you to take the lead in praying for your family. Don't you get intimidated because your husband is a deacon and he knows how to pray. Don't you get intimidated because your male husband or your wife is in leadership and they pray all the time. It does not matter because God can hear all of our prayers. 
prayers. He can hear them all at the same time. I'm not intimidated by those that memorize scripture. If I got to open my Bible to pray the words of prayer, if I pray what he says, I can get what he got. Y'all didn't hear me. If I pray what he says, I can get what he's got. Look at somebody and tell them, say, if I pray what he says, I can get what he got and I need what he has I need what God has for me and what God has for me it is for me turn to somebody and say what God has for me it is for me I want everything I want everything I want everything I want everything God's got for me because it is for me I got to energize my prayer I cannot stay on the fence I've been on the fence long enough I need to get up and open my mouth and talk to Jesus just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right can you say amen I got a question for you did you talk to him this week did you talk to him yesterday let me say it like my grandmama said did you talk to him yesterday I did I talked to Jesus did you talk to him early this morning yeah I talked to him and he'll talk back to you if you talk to Jesus I declare he'll talk back to you can you say amen I need him to talk to me turn down your roar and point at somebody say I need I need God to talk back to me can you say amen I don't want to sit here and not hear from God I need to hear from God it's one thing for me to talk to him but it's another thing that he talked back to me because whoever has my ear has my future I need God to speak in my ear because he has my future can you say amen and the last time I checked the last time I looked my future looked bright my future looked good am I talking to somebody in here how do your future look my life is hid in Christ every time you see me you see what Christ is doing in my life because my life is hid in Christ you don't see me but you see the Christ in me can you say amen and y'all looking at me but I'll take my chances with Christ I'll take my chances with Jesus can you say amen it's now time for the church to energize his prayer life can you say amen that's how the church is gonna grow is when we energize our prayer life that's how our households is gonna get in the shape when we energize our prayer life we need daddy 
praying. We need mama praying. We need brother praying. We need sister praying. We need auntie praying. We need uncle praying. We need everybody in our household getting on their knees and praying to God. Can you shout glory? Glory! It's a scandal and a shame to be called a church and not have prayer in it. It's a scandal and a shame to not be known at the house, the house of prayer. Because prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. Prayer changes situations. Prayer changes circumstances. Prayer changes man. Mankind. Can you say amen? If Russia hadn't been praying, they wouldn't attack those people. Can you say amen? When you pray, you cannot hate and pray at the same time. When you pray, you're going to love. Love your brothers and sisters. Shout glory. Yeah. Y'all have a good day now. Energize your prayer. Find yourself before you go to bed tonight. Say, I have been praying, but this night I refuse. I will not close my eyes, shut my eyes without talking to Jesus because Jesus is the one that gave me my eyes. Shout glory. Y'all have a good day and energize your prayer and see what prayer will do for you. It'll change your position. Can you say amen? It'll change your portion. This is my portion. That's what the little girl say. This is your portion. What is my portion? If the blessings of the Lord, what is my portion? It's the love of God. What is my portion? It's breakthrough and turn around. What is my portion? Look at somebody and say, I want my portion. I want what God has for me. Shout yeah. Say yeah. Shout yes. I'm gone. Yeah. Put your hand together. Put your hand together. Put your hand together. I'm done. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. They got the food ready. They're ready to read. I thought you were giving it a jam. All right. Energize. Energize your prayer life. We don't need to have a week not responsive prayer life. Now, if most Christians are honest and none the same, we haven't been praying like we should. And the enemy knows that that's how he can defeat us when we do not pray. And let me just tell you, I am so excited for this church. 
winning church. Because if we press the right buttons, one of those buttons is prayer. One y'all just did a, before this is praise. Huh? Another one is, is giving. Giving, it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake and get it running over. Huh? The enemy hates it when you are committed to something. He always want to show you, well, you know, ain't nobody all that. This and that. You know, no, we're not all that, but in Christ we're everything. Because you don't look at me, you look at the Christ in me. Because you know, the, the, the truth be told, all of us in here ache something. Come on, look, don't look at me with just your halo for a minute. Or take it off if you need to. All of us in here ache something. Come on. We just saved and we're under the blood now. But we all in here ache something. Amen. You don't look like what you've been through. God done cleaned you up now. You ain't always been like this. God done washed you. And made you clean. Look better than you ever been, been before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.